We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Road of His Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined as always by Sean Siegel. Sean, we started a draft earlier this week against some of the listeners. It's uh, been a lot of fun starting that off. Uh, I know some of the guys in the league um, will be listening into this and um, they have mentioned that they're interested in doing a second league. So I'm just giving the shout out to start the show in case anyone hasn't aired. If you're interested in drafting against myself and Sean in an FFPC $35 best ball league, uh, let me know on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, or you can email me in two different ways at rotovisradio at gmail.com or overtimeireland at gmail.com. Let me know um, if you're interested. We'll try and set up some more listener leagues as we move here through the next couple of weeks before we get fully into that kind of redraft season, uh, get some more best ball leagues, and you can draft against me and Sean. So let us know. But Sean, it's been uh, one of the things you mentioned on one of the earlier shows this week is uh, the listener interaction. And I have to say that um definitely over the last um four or five months since we've ramped up to the multiple shows probably the three shows a week point we've been able to add in more listener questions and answer those on shows and i think it's been uh, one of the the best parts of the uh, the podcast through i guess 2021 is uh, getting those listener interactions always a, always a lot of fun and now it's fun to, to draft against them as well Definitely. We love to, to play against the listeners. It makes the show better. It makes us sharper. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the week, we got the 101. We selected Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we'll have to see what draft slot we get uh, in the second listener league. If we are 101 <laughs> again, then I think there will be uh, people calling shenanigans. So we, uh, we'll look forward to, to what happens there. But yes, we get the advantage in this. As you and I have mentioned, mostly we have been drafting late, but we do want to look at what happens when you draft early, maybe draft early in some different formats. One of the formats that is increasing in popularity in 2021 and very justifiably is the Superflex format. Recently, I had the you know great pleasure to draft with one of my dear friends in the fantasy community uh, from two QBs. Everyone is familiar with Sal. Sal and Greg are putting together their two QB draft guide again this season. I had the chance to draft in their mock. That was a lot of fun. But Sal and I did a show, again, FFPC Slim, but Slim Superflex. 
And we had a little bit of a later slot, but one of our Rotoviz riders was also stealthily in the draft and came down with a really, really cool team. He's written about it for the site. Tim Talmadge takes us through how we want to build a zero RB monster in best ball super flex column. I'm excited to look through what he did with his draft today. Yeah, I, I agree, and uh, it's going to be a fun to look through Tim stuff. In terms of, uh, you can never be too sure, Sean, who is in the draft room, and uh, it's always tricky, um, especially if they know who you are. And I know something that we've, I'm going to get better at is uh, not just saying that it's it's me that's drafting here. Um, I know we have, you, you tend to come up with some better names than I do, but uh, some of the upcoming drafts will have some more elaborate names to uh, to keep our cover exactly right exactly right we we played an unauthorized cinnamon team with blair andrews uh, everyone probably is familiar with the fact that that comes out of a meeting of the minds in deadwood uh, anything from the deadwood show i always have a lot of fun with and enjoy but colin we look at what tim is doing here he gets the 102 so he doesn't have a shot at christian mccaffrey but maybe even better for Superflex. he starts with patrick mahomes that wraps back around into round two, takes Joe Burrow. Burrow somebody that we really like. He now is cleared for training camp. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's 100% healthy. He probably won't have that tiny bit of rushing boost that we might have hoped for from him coming out of college. But now with the three potential superstars at wide receiver, or the two stars plus Tyler Boyd, the best slot receiver in the NFL, I think that this team has potential to do some of the things that we saw from the Tom Brady Patriots in 2008, some of the things that we saw from the Peyton Manning Broncos in 2013, obviously Peyton Manning putting up a lot of points in his Colts tenure as well. Some of the things that we saw from Aaron Rodgers last year and some of the things that we've seen from Patrick Mahomes, all quarterbacks who have really torn the top off in fantasy leagues without the rushing element yeah and i, I think you know we, we've talked about it uh, at different points you know when it comes to injury news and you know the reports that come out and sometimes it's you know teams send the players in fantastic condition best condition of their lives and they're just after coming back off a serious knee injury so i think um those i always take with a, a slight pinch of salt but when we get into a situation where teams aren't putting players on you know the pup list and things like that to start off camp i think there's like that speaks a lot more and it's a lot more positive so borrow i think is uh you know in a good a good place here maybe capped a little bit on the rushing upside but again when you're if you're somebody like borrow and you're you know you're competitive and you're there in week one or week two and there's a chance to rush from five yards out into the end zone and um, that's something that these guys are probably going to take the, the risk and do. But um, I think starting off here with uh, Mahomes and with Burrow puts you in a really fantastic spot. We all know what Patrick Mahomes can do. And I think Joe Burrow um, is going to be a kind of a, a – there's going to be a lot of volume in that offense in terms of passing. And I think he's in a, a real positive position. So to get those guys as your first two quarterbacks in the Superflex League, I think it's a really positive spot. The advantage of having – that early pick and we see this time and time again particularly with the 101 with people drafting christian mccaffrey and, and standard leagues you're going to see that coming around then at the two three turn there's a lot of good options and that gave him the opportunity to get joe burrow and then to go with stefan diggs uh, and puts him in a really good position to get those three guys on this roster so um then tj hawkinson coming in as the the tight end puts him in a position where he's getting one of 
maybe not the elite tight end, but somebody who has the upside of getting into that elite tight end this season. Um, so I, I'm, I'd be really positive with that that start and that upside overall. Um, and I think it's um, really putting a, putting him into a good spot. He has put in in the article um, some of the information, you know, regarding the slims and and the roster construction. Um, just to highlight that he's he's put himself in a pretty good spot to to start things off here. Rounds five through nine, Sean. Um, you know, I think that I don't know if we're doing it more than other people, but getting those second tight ends on the roster very early in the tight end premium format, I think. Um, is something that over the last two or three years I've certainly started to do more and I think even this year more so than ever but uh, Mark Andrews coming off the board the 502 so he goes back to back um, in that fourth fifth round with those double tight ends Um, what's your thoughts here as he goes DJ Moore then in the sixth Jamar Chase in the seventh doubling him up with Joe Burrow and then Juju Smith-Schuster at the 811 and LaVisca Chenault at the 902 I think he's really um really setting up for a nice tight end wide receiver core there at, at that point yeah so one of the things that you can do when you use your running back in a super flex leagues is you can really put together a foundation that allows you to dominate everywhere else and have these elements to your build that we know have been successful right so the two quarterbacks early something that blair has written a lot about in these super flex leagues specifically in best ball extremely important you mentioned that Tim points out you get your tight end one before five, you get your tight end two before eight, you win at a rate above 10%. You also have very, very high upside uh, if you were to play that in a tournament fashion. But then you come back through and you're able to still land these wide receivers. So now you have the dual quarterbacks, you have the dual tight ends, and a receiving core that is Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, Juju Smith Schuster, LaVisca Chenault. You're going to crush at the wide receiver spots. You're going to crush at the flex spots. You know, you have this opportunity to, if something does happen with a quarterback in a given week, you may have so many points from your other positions that you still do fine in the flex. And so he mentions that after Sal and I took Travis Etienne off the board, he was more or less locked in to this extreme zero RB start. But we know that those starts have been absolutely dominant in super flex leagues. Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener, this is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package, is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Colin, then he comes into round 10 and he does start to hit some of his preferred running backs. Tim has written on the site that he kind of likes Nick Chubb over Ezekiel Elliott. I'm a little bit torn there. I think that there are good arguments in both directions. Elliott has the better overall profile, but Chubb is the better player at this point. I'm skeptical of grabbing Elliott, one of those sliding type of guys. One of the things that's kind of a a secondary takeaway from my Jonathan Taylor article is that the arc for the players in this profile has generally been to play extremely well in year two, extremely well in year three, well in year four, and start to collapse, right? And so we saw a little bit with Elliott last year leading in that direction. But one of the reasons why Tim likes Chubb over Elliott is he thinks that that Tony Pollard could be sort of an arbitrage Kareem Hunt. One of the things that makes me not as convinced is that last year would have been a great year for the Cowboys to go more in that direction. And they were pretty reluctant. We saw Pollard have the huge game when Elliott was out, but they don't seem to want to use him as much. However, it may be that they learned their lesson. It may be that the gap between the two, I mean, Tony Pollard could flat out be the better back in 2021. And that's one of those situations where if you think that there's a possibility of that, in addition to the standalone value, in addition to this value where he would explode up the way Henderson has in the case of an injury, in round 10, you know, you, you've got to start looking at him there. So he has Tony Pollard. He has Zach Moss in round 11. We've talked about Moss in quite a bit of detail. For all the Moss picks, we're, you know, we're hoping that he does start to get healthy and will be dynamic in training camp. If he doesn't, we've got plenty of Singletary ownership as well. And then, Colin, I really like that he's mixed in Cole Komet. He's got the third tight end here. Komet, I think the guy that you really have to target and try and get on a lot of drafts doesn't have quite the same upside, but he's sort of the TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant pick of 2021 can do what those guys did last season. And then we come back with Hines and James White to balance that. So we've got the three receiving back profiles. We've got Moss as the potential breakout star how do you like the balance that he has with his running backs at this point? 
Yeah, I think uh, through those four picks, I think he's got himself a, a nice balance of the running back position. Uh, if we're looking at it from you know PPR to get that floor as well, um, I think it's just pretty. Uh, I I find it hard to envision. There's a lot of talk around James White at the moment, and you know, is he the guy to take in that range? Um, White has I think just been forgotten a little bit about maybe, and I think he's still somebody who's primed to be targeted and that range um, i know it's only a couple of picks difference i probably would be taking zach moss over tony pollard but he's got both of those guys there um the one concern i have with pollard is like you mentioned they had an opportunity last year to have him more in there when prescott was out and they didn't do it but i, I still really like the profile um and i still really like the the upside that he has i also think like you mentioned that i think we for all the reports coming out about ezekiel Elliott being in the best shape of his life i think probably we're still going to see that uh, decline continue as we tend to see with older running backs moving forward so you mentioned Cole Kmet and I think that that's where as well it gives you that luxury of having the likes of TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews on the roster is when you go back to those really high upside guys and I think in that range where he's going Cole Kmet I think he is um, with the most upside but if you're going in and getting him as that third tight end it puts you in a really strong position whereas I'm not holding off and going with him as my tight end one but when you have that upside to mix in there i think it puts you in a really strong position so through the the wide receivers he's built through the quarterbacks he's built and the tight ends now slotting in those four running backs i think it's putting them in a, a really really strong position i really like the the build overall um, and those those um out of them all i think that pollard might be the guy who actually ends up scoring the least if elliot does um does do what maybe those elliot truthers are hoping happens but I think with the, with those four guys, there, there's a lot of upside so far. So when we start, Sean, to move into those final stages off the draft, there is some guys in the 15 through 18 range. Um, and we have, I wouldn't do it in reverse order, but uh, the 18-11, we have talked about him a little bit on the show. Salvin Atmed uh, fit the profile as one of those big gap backs. Um, he is the sixth running back that he has taken on this roster. Another player that I think is, is quite interesting um, based on where, michael carter's going I, I do prefer carter by quite a distance but tevin coleman going in the 17th round 1702 is your fifth running back um, and then he has brian edwards and rashad bitman um as his wide receiver six and seven i think bitman there is a, a great value to have as your sixth wide receiver um how do you think overall uh, roster construction finished out with those with those final four picks well, I like these last guys. I like the running backs at the end. Coleman, I think, is going to give you some of that value early on. He has lost a lot of the shine. He's lost the trendiness. He's not considered to be the explosive guy anymore. But Tevin Coleman, someone who can break some big runs. He's a fit in this offense. It'll be interesting to see you know, how he plays early because if he does break off a couple of good runs, I think he could hold a lot of touches longer into the season than people think. I think Carter is obviously going to be the guy there. He's going to be the receiving back there. He's going to score the most points, but his profile is not one that we would expect him to take all of the touches early on and really throughout the season. There's going to be a role for the RB2. So if Coleman can hang on to that, then he gives you some value late that it is a little bit trickier to get in other places. I mean, you have Coleman going in round 17 and he's probably the Jets starter, right? So we, we talk about getting starting running backs really late. That's an interesting one. Ackman, we think can be absolutely awesome, has standalone value. If anything should happen to Gaskin, then he's going to be right in there, has the potential for a very big season. 
These wide receiver picks column are interesting. Uh, we've had a little bit of a debate sort of internally at Rotoviz. Matt Spencer of the absolutely stunning wide receiver model, one of our most read and favorite articles from readers on the site this season. He's a little bit surprised by the gap between Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman. We know all these positive things about Bateman. Now, the difference obviously is that the Ravens are expected to be a low volume passing offense. The Jets have a lot of uncertainty there, but it's not like the Jets have no competition for that top receiver spot. A lot of the Bateman believers expect him to be the guy right away. Now, you and I had discussed with Blair possibly selecting Marquise Brown late in our recent best ball draft. What are your thoughts on Bateman here? Can he win the starting position? Is there enough volume if he does to actually have a very high win rate out of a slot like the 1502? I think at this point of the draft, I think he, it makes perfect sense to have him on your roster. Um, you know, we're looking at a, a first round pick and there's not a lot of fanfare going along with it. And most of it is down to, you know, they're expected to run the ball, as you mentioned. Lamar Jackson isn't, um, you know, all, the most accurate quarterback, you know, in terms of uh, passing, I guess. But I've been targeting both of those guys. I think they're both interesting. I think Bateman being there might actually um, be something that that is a benefit to the offense in terms of opening things up. Um, so I, I've been drafting both of those guys. And look, I'm not 100% confident that either of them is going to be the wide receiver one and go in and, and dominate for targets week in, week out. But I think there's going to be weeks where both of these guys have have big games and if we're drafting them in this format where we're not having to pick those big games and i think that's where um brown kind of has shown himself to to be the guy where you don't really want to be re reliant on what weeks you're you're starting them um but i think both of them are interesting um and i, I think just when we're looking at first round draft capital going into the league with his profile i think we probably should be getting uh <laughs> drafting him before the 15th round Exactly. And Tim mentions here that if Darrington Evans had made it back to him, he would have selected him in round 16. But Sal and I did select him, leaving him with these receiver options. I love this team. And when Sal and I were doing our post-draft breakdown, we thought this was the team to beat. Then we discovered it was Tim's. Didn't surprise us. Uh, obviously, we have a little bit of a bias toward these types of builds. But again, you go in with the roster construction explorer, you look at the history and you find, okay, this is really how I should be doing it. So my question would be, is there enough upside with the zero RB backs? We have a little bit of a lean toward the pass catching backs among those first four guys. Unless you think that Tony Pollard is going to be more of an overall type of back. And so I like to have a little bit more of that potential league winner type of back in here. But I say that within the context of, you know, the team that we talk about on the show quite a bit, the Blair and I drafted in the main event last season, the only backs that we really ended up getting value from other than a week here, a week there. And these, you know, individual weeks, you know, you have this Jeff Wilson week where he scores 35 points. That week is important, right? It's not like that week didn't count, but in terms of what we had down the stretch and what we could really count on, we were looking at Hines. We were looking at JD McKissick that worked out for us very well. You go through and you look and we've had some good articles by Jack Miller in the past. Some of our other writers looking at what you want to make your zero RB bill work, what you want to make your best ball strategy and total work, regardless of how you put it together. These pass catching backs late end up with very, very good win rates. 
Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to follow this league along, especially with yourself and Sal in it, and also Tim. So let's see who comes out on top at the end of the season. Um, but a fun one to run through there. Good work by Tim, as always. You can check out that and much, much more up on rotoviz.com. If you want to do so and you haven't signed up yet, you can get yourself a 10% discount as a loyal podcast listener. You can add the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. We are uh, doing the listener league, so if you are interested, let me know. We'll get some more of those set up over the coming weeks. And as always, drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app. We do appreciate that greatly as well. That's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over to Marland. My co-host is Sean Siegel, who you can follow on Twitter uh, if you don't want uh, <laughs> to see any tweets at FF underscore Contrarian. And until we're back with another edition of the show, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>